Hello and welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. During the Tour de France for some fun after a long day watching the pros, I like to jump on Zwift. Matthew Vanderpool, Anna Vanderbregen and Garant Thomas all have a training program that highlights their strengths and each of the workouts is about 40 minutes. The good thing is you can do their fun is fast training program as a beginner or experienced rider. It's all based on your power output. To train like the best in the world, it's easy to get started. All you need is a bike, trainer and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Right on. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour and uh, welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to our podcast on our website sbs.com.au slash tdf or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me is of course Dave McKenzie. Hi Dave. I'm pretty good. How are you? We are, gee, we've just about turned the corner. Yeah. Like we're, but, we're, we're almost lining up into the finishing straight. Yes, but this morning... The brilliant news that one, it's Bastille Day, oh, yeah. and two, SBS will broadcast the Women's Tour de France, Tour de France femme, from next year to 2025. This is the best news you get today. Yeah. There's no doubt. Best news you get today, unless there's a winner, a French winner at the Tour de France, but that's completely different. Yeah. Best news you will get today. How excited are you with this? Yeah, this is this is great news, isn't it? It's um. No, it's, I'm so excited for women's cycling and the, the current crop of women that are coming through, the young ones and the sort of more experienced and mature women. We really feel that the sport really upped this game. Now, big races, the Giro Done, uh, they changed it from the Mayorosa to Giro Done. Yeah. This, is, this was for a long time the biggest week race uh, for women's racing, for the calendar. Yeah. But then now enters the Tour de France and Paris-Roubaix at the end of this year. Yeah. Game-changing. It is. It is game-changing. And look, you see the difference between the Tour de France and the Giro d'Italia with the men. And the Giro is amazing. And the Vuelta is an amazing race. And it's great to yeah. watch and commentate. But the Tour is the Tour. And the way they package it up, the way they deliver it to the world audience. And so... You can confidently think that they are going to do the same for the for the women's tour, and there will be this groundswell of support. Yeah, I, I believe and I hope. And 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 I love the fact that they attached it to the main race. Yeah. So it's like the Tour de France doesn't stop in Paris anymore next year. It mm. actually restarts from the, Paris the very as well. Next day. The very next day. Yeah. So it's sort of this ongoing. The trip will be trip the, the journey in France on TV on SBS will be four weeks next year, yeah, not three it'll weeks. It'll be brilliant. Hey, um the um all of the French workers unions, geez, they'll be they'll be walking around the the um media compound <laughs> making sure that the ASO staff are having their day off every Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's on young gag people. What what is the rule in France for that actually? I, I, you'd see, you see these ASO staff at the tour and on day ten, you know, the main one of the main um uh, uh, media persons who works there uh, she or he will have will be in casual clothes yeah and you'll be like oh casual day is it work and they go no no i've got to have a day off yeah so they're yeah, not meant the, to be working there's a lot of laws around this and the maximum the, the working hour is 35 hours a week as well so Jeez, they have to make sure that not, life's not, so what are you doing in australia <laughs> <laughs> yeah because actually life is pretty good in france as well uh, but no this is amazing news we are so excited it Ev is. everyone at sbs is excited you will hear a lot about this all day long on sbs we are pumping our chest on this one yeah and this is amazing hey, news for there's the only one place it could go yeah at SB, to a, sbs realistically Absolutely. you know when we said a home of cycling 
it's the real home. Exactly. It is. It is. Nowhere yeah, else. Yeah. Anyway, we talk about the, the Tour de France that is currently happening in France. Um, yesterday, we had stage 16, went from Andorra, Pas de la Case to Saint-Gaudens. Incidentally, Pas de la Case was the highest start ever recorded on the Tour de France. I can't believe that. Me neither, but it's true. I still can't believe it. And it's not that high. It's 1,132 yeah. meters, I think. Yeah. But it's the highest uh, record. You know oh, what? Yeah. It's one of these statistics that us as sport journals, we rattle on yeah. and actually means nothing. Yeah, it doesn't. In yeah. reality. It's good, but it's cool when it's like the highest ever. It's like Valverde. Yeah. The yeah. oldest ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, who wants to be known as the oldest ever and finish on the podium? Well, Valverde does. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Okay, it was a... a short ish stage short ish stage uh, to Saint-Gonens we know Saint-Gonens very well actually it's been it's been at the Tour de France uh, many many times um, what did you make of that stage because we thought it was going to be a breakaway 100% of the of the stage but it took a long time to establish itself it did it did take a long time it was it was actually a really tough stage there was some rain. It was very cold at the start. It was electric into the, the yeah. people trying to get I mean, out. That, and that first 50 kilometres was... So you would hate to have bad legs, that's all I'll say. What's happening in the peloton for them to not wanting to let any breakaway go on stage? It's not the first time we, we see this no. this year. Look, I think... I, I, I don't think it was so much, say, so when we say the peloton not let, wanting to let any, anything go. I don't think it was the yellow jersey or the GC guys. It was all the other teams. They're running out of opportunities and there's still plenty of teams without a stage win and if you're not a sprinting team and even if you are Cavendish is sort of ruling the roost at the moment you know that this is your last it's pretty much your last opportunity because tonight and the next day are two big mountain days then it's a sprint stage then it's the TT and then it's Paris so this is it it wasn't a mountain stage but it was just hard enough for opportunists to to, to get rid of the sprinters so I think you just had desperation from so many riders. And, you know, if I'm saying it, they know it. You know, they, mm -hmm. don't, they, they don't need me to say it or anyone else to say it. The riders and the teams know, okay, guys, we're, we're an opportunist team. We can't beat Kevin the sprints. This is our last chance because the two big mountain days, we're not going to go with the best in the world and the, the day into Paris and the TT, etc. So... I think it's just that, and so in a way, it's it's kudos to the riders in the race that they are racing full gas all the way to the end. Yeah. Any surprises, do you think, in that stage? For me, from my point of view, and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I would have thought those climbs would be more selective. Uh, and they have been a little bit selective, but when you look at who was in the front group, and we'll come to Colbrelli in, in a second, but there was not a big selection by the hardness of the of the actual course yeah do you see what i mean yeah no there wasn't it was yeah i mean well the gc guys didn't race full gas and you know let's let's just remind everyone that the the gc guys finished 13 minutes behind so that just shows that once once that break did get established uae were happy for them to just ride away because there was no one there that was a of threat um, so that that was the difference, and then obviously they gassed it at the very end, and they actually split it, um, and it was Wout Van Aert yes. actually who who caused that split, didn't he, at the end? Um, so, but no no real surprises. Uh, David Gordou, he rode well again in the break. I mean, he's had he's either been sick or yeah, he was the whole, I think part of the team at the and we know Scottscon had, had to leave as well on this. Yeah, so um, Gordou, just incidentally now, if I look at the general classification. 
Where is he? He's moved himself up into 11th. Yeah. So it's not a bad effort. Well, I think he'd ha- he put pretty much half his deficit. Yeah, he, he was probably at 30 minutes. Yeah. He's picked up 20 minutes. Now. He picked up 13 yesterday. Yeah. So he's probably half back. Is a, is a, so there's possibility for Godu to climb up into the, the top 10? There is. Payo Bilbao yeah. is at 10.59. Godu's at 14. So yeah, he's only a He's only a measly old three minutes off him. <laughs> he can, yeah. No. That, so that's pretty good. That's a good ride by um, Godu. Yeah. The the big surprise for everyone here, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, is to see Cole Brady in the break. Oh, massive. Uh, and and this this for me is a surprise. Honestly. Yeah. 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 Cole Brady was he was climbing better than Matthews. He was climbing better than a lot of the guys, even when they were sort of putting the smack down on on a couple of those climbs towards the end. Um, Cole Brelly was able to go. Well, Cole Brelly was following Gordu. Yeah, Gordu on his day is climbs with one of the be- some of the best in the world. Does that tell you the climbs were not hard enough? If, if in they a way? weren't, no, they definitely weren't. Um, and and you know, it was look, it was kudos to Cole Brelly and Matthews. It was desperation for them. They are chasing the green points, yeah. and we'll get to that in a minute. But no, no, Cole Brelly, Look, we know he's been in great form. Um, but yeah, he was he was pretty good and. Doesn't he doesn't seem super happy though on the bike? Does no, he? he seems angry. He's like, yeah, he's a little angry little man. <laughs> and mate, come on, you won the you won the Euro Cup. Even, Chill out. Even uh, with Godu, uh, Godu basically helped him out. Yeah. To the climb, Colbrelli did zero work. Yep. And then he was uh, having a go at Godu when they decided to stop. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the breakaway. They yeah, were, he wasn't happy. There was only a few seconds for the for the, the guys to catch him, yeah. catch them back anyway. And he was having a go at Godu. I know. Probably I know. telling him, what are you doing, mate? Let's... Godu's like, mate, I'm 45 <laughs> kilograms ringing wet. I will not beat you in a sprint finish. So I'm not and, working with you. And you ain't working. Yeah. You're yeah. not working either. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I'm not dragging you to the finish. Um, um, but, well, the winner. We've got to talk about the winner. Patrick Conrad. Yes. Austrian. He has not won a bike race outside of his homeland. Yeah, and um, Kino made the point. He's bo- he won two professional bike races in his career. He's twice the national champion. Wow. That's all he won. So it's a good win for him. It's a, good, it's a cool story. But yeah. he, did, he did it with guts because yeah. he, he left on his own. I think he was 15K to go. Yeah. Uh, and he just decided to, to, to take the, the, the bull by the horns yeah. and just try to do it. And he did it. And he... Well, and, Look, he was he was totally the best rider there because remember he crossed the gap to that that split. Yes, um, he crossed the gap to the breakaway riders and then basically rode through them and kept going. So he was yeah he was definitely the strongest. Um, and then the, the the chase group they just never got fully organised, did they? They tried to, but it was just and you know when you've got when you're solo out in front, ten fifteen kilometres to go and you've built up 30, 40 seconds. You absolutely commit. You lay, you know, you're not you're not holding anything back. Yeah. It's not like you've you've got someone else with you, so you're just keeping a little in reserve. And he, t- kudos to Conrad as well. He was taking the risks on the wet roads, yeah. on the running as well. So he left nothing to for chance. And we know that last descent is uh, notoriously yes. dangerous because Casartelli passed away or yeah. died on that on yeah, that descent. Yeah. And Philippe Gilbert had this infamous accident where he actually broke his knee, yeah. went over the, the the edge on that same descent. So we know this descent is dangerous, and that's a fact. Yeah. It's not just an opinion. It's actually a fact. It yeah. is a dangerous descent. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, right. Let's talk about the battle for the green and Michael Matthews. Michael Matthews did a very good display, and this is why what we saw yesterday from Michael Matthews, this is why we keep banging on the fact that he should not give up. 
because he's there. He's there with the best. He's among the best. He's one of the best. He, yeah, he has. Now, I've been super impressed with Michael, and he's, he's probably not getting the reward for effort, but, yeah. but he's still mice. He's still mice. And, you know, we keep saying it, Cav needs to make it to Paris. And, there are, and, and even if Cav does make it to Paris, there's no guarantees. So Michael now has closed the gap. Cav had a, he had a 100-point advantage at some point, or possibly yeah, even more even than that. Even more, I think. So Cav sits on 279. He didn't get a single point yesterday. Michael got up the road in the break, as we know. Um, so, so too did Cole Brelly. They got the intermediate sprint points. Uh, they didn't take yep. first and second, but they got, I think, fourth. Michael did, and Cole Brelly was there. Then, of course, on the stage, Cole Brelly second, Matthews third. So, Cav at 279, Michael Matthews 242. Mathematically, as we stand today, Michael Matthews is very much in the competition. He doesn't just need Cavendish to not finish in Paris. There are still few days. There's a lot of points to be grabbed on the way to Paris, starting from tonight. But let's not play defeatist. No. He doesn't need just Cavendish to concede and retire from the race to win the green jersey. He's having a chip at it. He's just having a different strategy that Cavendish. Yeah, yeah. No, he, 100%. And you have to believe. You have to believe. And that's what Michael's doing. And I think the team are backing him in as well. And I, and I think they see that this is their... You know, probably their last... It's not their last chance. They could they could win one of these mountain stages over the next couple of days. I think it's unlikely, but they, they, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll do their best. But they know their biggest hope now for success at this race yeah. is, with, is with Michael. And um, look, it, it, it's unlikely as well, but the Champs-Élysées is a different kind of sprint to what they have in the other sprint stages. But that, that last sprint stage... All it takes is for one little mishap. And I'm not yep. talking about Cav crashing. I'm talking about just misjudging, getting boxed, Michael having a good run, getting the better of him, and suddenly it is game on. It's, yep. it's game on now, but suddenly yep. Michael can be in the lead. So Do you know what? the green jersey is, this ba- is a big this battle. battle. This battle can be taken to the streets of Paris. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This could, you know, we've seen this before. A, a green jersey decided between two Australians, actually, yeah. at the time, in, on the streets of Paris. And Michael's going to sprint. The intermediate sprint, on the flat stage, I'd, I'd imagine if it's still together, Michael will sprint for it. Cav may not because he'll save for the finish line sprint. Yep. So it'll potentially reduce the margin even more. So No, no, this is turning out to be a good battle. Uh, let's listen to Michael Matthews. Yeah, I think today was a good opportunity for a stage win for, for a rider like me. Um, our plan was to go in the breakaway. Um, we achieved that. Plan was to get some points in the intermediate. We achieved that, um, and yeah, just came a bit short in the stage win. I think um, the whole team did a great job at the start to uh, to get two guys in in the in the breakaway, uh, me and Chris Juliensen. So I think yeah, we keep bashing on that door to get that stage win, but um, yeah, we'll continue fighting for it. And do you think you could have done anything when the solo rider went away, Conrad, or was it just timing? Um, well, we still had, I think, uh, eight guys chopping off at that point, so I didn't think that break would actually go. Um, I also wasn't feeling that good on the climbs today, so I really tried to back my sprint, um, and hopefully it all came back together. But, um, yeah, in the end, one rider stayed away. I started my sprint pretty early in the sprint because there was still uh, one confidence rider in between us and the, the Bora rider that won the stage, so 
Um, we tried. I tried to bring him back in the sprint, but um, yeah, Cabrelli just came came past me on the line. Does it give you much more confidence for the green jersey now? Because you're really edged closer to Cal. Yeah, I'm closer, but not close enough. Um, he's still got two sprint opportunities uh, in this Tour de France, so um, that's if he wins both of them, it's another hundred points. So all this work that I've been doing the last days could be all for nothing. But in the end, I'm a fighter. I'll fight all the way to Paris. So that was Michael Matthews. Uh, let's not disregard Colbrelli in this whole battle. Yeah, now. he's about look. He's 47 points behind Matthews, so he's. Again, he's not out of it, but the gap between him and Michael is greater than Michael and yep. Cab. So I can't see Cobb Rally being able no. to win it. But um, look, he's he's not giving up either. So. Yeah. Any other takeaway from uh, from the stage last night? Uh, the Pog is strong. We still saw that yesterday, especially when Wood van Aert uh, pulled the pulled the trigger on on the last few kilometers. Yes, I think there's a lot of people in that peloton that are not very happy with what happened yesterday because yeah. they were sort of riding tempo and then all of a sudden someone pulled the trigger yeah. and some people might be sitting in their hotel room in the evening going, what just happened? Oh, yeah, totally, totally. Um, and yeah, what was the point of this? Yeah, look, I think he was he was looking after Jonas Vingegaard, Van Art, and he was also... Um, I think just looking for potentially a little gap to mm -hmm. open up with some of the GC guys. So, um, but look, otherwise, no, no, they all came in together, the GC guys. Ben O'Connor, I thought, did a great job. He, he did what we wanted him to do, sit back, hide all day. And look, they, they all know, what you, can, what you can see from overnight is all the GC guys know we've got the two big days now. Yep. They know that yesterday was never really going to probably split up between them. They had to be on their A game just to be, they had to be alert, not alarmed. Yeah. Um, and they were, nothing had changed. Now we see two big stages. So yeah, we got, we got two really good stages coming up. Now let's focus on tonight. Um, it's uh, 178.4 kilometers. So it's a, It's a good, it's good length. It's not too short, not too, not too long. Uh, going from Muret to Saint-Larry-Soulan. And really, realistically, this is where the Pyrenees begin. And the scenario is going to be the one in the Pyrenees, actually, because the next day is roughly the same. But there's a long drag uh, to the bottom of the mountains, an intermediate sprint, incidentally, in Bannière de Luchon, which uh, Ooh, you and okay. I know very yeah, well. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever been to Luchon when it's not raining, but that's, uh, yeah. that's a different matter. Um, and then... Basically, it's up to the finish, and we finish at Saint-Larry-Soulan, which is an or category. So two cat one and one or category on the way to Saint-Larry-Soulan. Yeah, and they finish at 2-2. Two, two. So yeah. 2,200 metres above sea level. Yeah. That's the summit. Summit finish, two category ones. This is a monster day. Yeah. This is an absolute monster day. And I don't know much about this finishing climb, but what we do know is that it is super long, 16 kilometres, Averaging 8.7. Yep. So That's the average. So you know there are steeper sections. This is... this. If this does not shake the GC up, then I'll go for Tiki, as, <laughs> as, as you'd say. So because it's Bastille Day, we used to see a lot of French riders attacking and at least making a go at it. Out of the whole group of French riders, who do you see doing anything today? Is it Godu? Is it Alaphilippe? Uh, or these guys have already done so much during the tour that it's going to be hard to see someone making yeah. a pass at it. I think Alaphilippe, I think Alaphilippe's burnt too many matches. Yeah. Um, well, do you know what? His Instagram is telling it all because all Instagram so far was him 
attacking, smiling, this, this, this. <laughs> his post this morning is him in bed. <laughs> okay, 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 they're plugging the, the brand of pillows that is sponsoring yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they chose to do it. And yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. Basically, he's fried. He's like, can we just not do anything yeah. else at the moment? Having yeah. said this, they, they might actually play games here and he might actually steal by the attack. The guy never stops amazing the us anyway. Yeah. But now who look from the French contingency do you see yeah. do anything here? Ah, gee. Uh, you know who could do something? He he tried to get up the road in the morning, and then he he didn't really um he didn't get there in the end, which I think will put him in good stead for today. Paris Punt. Pierre Roland. Pierre Roland. Pierre Roland. Okay. He, he, I thought you would mean uh, Paris Punt. Look, he's another one, but he's also on the team of Ben O'Connor, and yeah. I think he should stay put. Ben O'Connor actually on that matter. Ben O'Connor needs his teammates to step up and be with him. Not be up the road. Yeah. I think he, I think he needs them so around. So Cosnefroy, Paripant, they need to be around. Yeah, maybe maybe one in the break. Yeah, in case it gets caught, or at least then they've got a head start. Um, but back to the French. Normally, I might say Gordou, but I think he's had a couple of big efforts in breakaways, and yeah. obviously overnight he did. So I think he'll, I think he will just follow. He might try and consolidate his placing at the moment, but I do like Pierre Rolland. He needs good. He needs to have a great day. Yeah. But like I said, he in the end he ended back. He ended up backing the peloton. I think so. Could be a chance for him. And and then outside of that, it's breakaway guys. Okay. Quintana, Mike Woods, Welt Poles. They are all battling for the King of the Mountains um, jersey. category jersey. And is this, Chavez guys like that? Is this a hard enough stage for Quintana to really be a contender for for the win today? It's almost too hard. Almost too hard because it's a fine line with Quintana. It's not hard yeah, enough. It's too hard. Well, he's he's not he's not in that brilliant Quintana form, but he's not going bad. But Quintana won't win it from the. He'll win it from a break, so he can he can win the stage. But if he does, it'll be from a breakaway. Um, but I'm 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 going to tip. I might go for Michael Woods on this one. Okay, the Canadian. Yeah, I might go for Mike Woods. I think. And um, there's not too many descents as well. No, no, and it's an uphill finish. Yeah, you're right. So. Yeah, because he's he's a little bit sketchy on the descents, but he he is riding well, and I think he'll go on an all-out assault for the KOM points. But along the way, he'll collect. Yeah, he'll collect. He'll collect the stage win. Yeah. So the Pyrenees, they're really, and we keep banging about it, but they are about to shake the GC up. You mentioned the the GC, the GC being shaken up here. Um, how shaken up do you think it could be? And are we talking from two to to ten? And hard to see the top one, top spot to be chicken up here. Yeah? yeah, I mean, you'd, we'd be shocked if Pogacar loses five minutes, won't we? Look, there's a, there's a, there's it a possibility. It can still happen, but we'd be, it would be a shock. There's a possibility. That would be the headline tomorrow. Oh, massive. No matter who wins the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could lose one or two if, he's a, if he has a bit of an average day. He could, he could, you know, lose one or two and then it spices it up for, for the following day and, of course, the TT. But, no, look, second to tenth. You know, second is at 5.18, and that, of course, is Rigoberto Uran. Tenth place is Peo Bilbao at 11 minutes. So there's a big gap for that. But it's it's really back to Gian Martin in ninth, Enric Mas at 7 minutes, 11 in eighth. There's literally All two, minute, guys, two minutes and something in between two, between second and, and ninth. Ninth, yeah. So on a day like tonight, what's coming, it is not beyond the realms that, that could that the top, 10 apart from Pogacar could completely shift yeah um so Ben O'Connor in fifth he could go backwards or he could push himself into second place yeah. absolutely he's only he's 40 odd seconds off 
of the second yeah, step. Or, yeah, or 30 seconds, in fact. Yeah, yeah. 30 seconds yeah. from, uh, from uh, your run. So yeah. this is where it's going to be at. It's going to be, uh, uh, I think, at a very interesting stage. So uh, load up on the carbs, load up on the coffee, and just stay tuned with SBS uh, because it's... Bastille Day is always a party time uh, for, oh, for the Tour de France. It's a great day. Yeah, it is a great day. It's, uh, no, so it's be ready to see a lot of the tricolor flags Ooh, and a uh, yeah. lot, of, lot of the fans on the road. It's always, and hopefully it's sunny because we haven't been lucky in this Tour de France so far. So hopefully it's hot and sunny uh, weather and then we have a party on our screens tonight. Yeah, let's hope so. And, you know, Kenny Alessandra, wouldn't yeah. he be a great stage winner? Yeah, absolutely. There you go, yeah. there's another one for yeah. you. There we go. You've heard it here. Thank you, Maka. Thank you. This was the uh, Tour de France uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash TDF or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, it's bye for now. Before we go, a quick word on our sponsor, Zwift. I have the privilege of interviewing cycling greats Matthew Vanderpool and Garant Thomas, both of whom use Zwift as part of their training program. They've even done a few races on Zwift, and you can too. There are races for all levels, with new events starting every five minutes. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com, and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Ride on.